Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start-to-finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The music production suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive. And as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Hello, and I'm going to wait for this bus to drive <laughs> no. past my house, yeah. There I literally <laughs> was I was side-eyeing the cat just now, thinking, don't me out. <laughs> <laughs> my, my cat's been sitting in this room staring at me for some time, and it's uh, it's just Aww. left. So I've, I think I'm, she's definitely disappointed because I'm on my own. Emma's Emma's away today, so it's, uh, uh, that she's definitely disappointed. But hopefully that means she's not just going to meow at me for the next uh, next hour or so. Yeah, okay, her, road, roads are quiet. So I'm probably going to keep this in, but, you know, here's, oh, here's the intro anyway, dear listener. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, that's it, the world's number one guitar podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Joe Brenton, joined this week by Naomi McLeod. I mean, I think. I, 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 yeah. Who who knows, Joe? Who but knows? No, thank, thank you for having me. Hello. Hello, yeah. dear listener. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Naomi. It's been a few weeks since we've had you on an episode. 
It has, indeed. Yeah, let's let's catch up all together. Yes. All two of us. Yes, exactly. exactly. I won't we- sing just the two of us because wow. it's it's a great song and you know Thank you. Thank you for, for not singing on the podcast. <laughs> we did we did actually just catch up on this call for like forty five minutes, which we, was virtually a whole podcast. So and, uh, and yet we somehow still have so much to talk about, yeah. which is my fa- it's my favorite kind of catch up call is when seven hours later you're both like, oh, I guess I should you know sleep or like I don't know go to work. I'm very late. Um, yeah, absolutely. No better no better feeling than have having plenty to to chat about. Exactly, exactly. And we do, dear listener, there's an awful lot going on. First of all, uh, I want to just uh, apologise again. The the podcast for the second week in a row is out a day late. Um, I've had a whole bunch going on in my private life that's made it very difficult to uh, to keep on top of everything. But I assure you, actually, I think if, if, if you, dear listener, knew everything that was happening at the moment, uh, you'd be pretty amazed that I managed to keep this podcast without a single missing episode for however many years. Can this confirm. Is, this has gone on for. <laughs> Can confirm. The man is a hero. There you go. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't need to answer I'm that. I'm aware it's only me and you here. Yeah. <laughs> Can confirm to you, dear listener, our, our dear Mr. Branton is uh, continuing to to smash it as ever thank you thank you but uh yes i am actually i'm, I'm really unwell as well at the moment dear this i'm chock full of painkillers and i've worked my way through a quarter of a bottle of johnny walker black label just to be here um i've got a mouthful uh, of ulcers again you know i've had this in the past in fact in the past i can't remember who a wonderful listener a dear listener recommended to me lysine tablets which i think are an amino acid uh, which is, is what type of tablet? Sorry, lysine. Lysine. Not that heard lysine? of that. No, yeah, it's it's good. They work. They oh, get yeah. rid of ulcers. I just, uh, you know, I I completely forgot about them because I just haven't had them in so long. But I really, mm-hmm. I get them really bad, like real sort of full mouthfuls. I, to oh, be honest, no. I've been in bed for a, a couple of days anyway, just absolutely out for the count. And uh, yeah, I've started taking them again. Already feeling a bit better. So uh, so they awesome. are they are definitely definitely on for the win. Anyway, enough about uh, enough about things like that. Um, where, where to start? I, I kind of want to, maybe, maybe we should pick up with where things were last week. I was talking Mm. with Matt about the fact that I wanted to get, well, that I'd got a Fender Bass Breaker 1830 for my guitarist, Tim. It's absolutely fantastic, but it's incredibly loud. So I figured we'd, 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 uh, attach a, um, an attenuator to it. And found that actually the 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 particular way that this amp is built means that there is no way of doing that without cutting into it, customising some wires, adding some extra bits and bobs on the back. Mm. So you can get the custom work done. That's totally fine. But I was sort of weighing up. I was like, is it worth doing this? This seems rubbish <laughs> that this basic thing has been left off an amp that is so insanely loud. It sort of made me lose faith in the amp a little bit even though it sounds great i was really like really fender like how deaf was the person that was designing this to not put an attenuator <laughs> on this product i don't understand you can't it's giggable at one yeah it's just oh it's, wow yeah <laughs> it's the and, maddest amplifier Naomi. and what are run me through again what are the controls so there are two channels on the 1830. Mm. There is an 18-watt channel and a 30-watt channel. On yes. the 18-watt channel, you simply have volume and a master tone. And it's, it's darker sounding naturally, I guess, less headroom and just that single 
you know, tone shelf. Yeah. Um, it just means it's a bit darker. And then the 30-watt channel, which has three bands of EQ and, again, a volume. So there's no gain throughout, which I love. It's just a wonderful, brittle, clean mm-hmm. EL84. So it's got that sort of voxy, clean sound, which I love. Um, um, and so, yeah, that's that, that, that's the nature of the amp. But... It will sound insanely trebly if you had the treble on two or three. So it's it's it's, it's, so it's hyper responsive. Yes, it's extraordinarily yeah. bright. Honestly, if you leave treble in the middle at twelve o'clock, the sound of your hand moving up the fretboard and running along the strings will deafen you like that. It will be oh so. God. It's it's like yeah. you know, fingernails down a chalkboard, sort mm-hmm. of horrible. So it's. You've really got to tailor it, but once you do tailor it, it sounds great. It's so unruly and brash and like a big, proper, gorgeous-sounding valve amp. And I'm like, wow, this is they're so underrated because of that. This is a fantastic-sounding amplifier. But it is that volume that, you know, being at one and being pretty much... We're a loud band, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a... He can maybe get it to two in a in a practice sort of thing, and that's and we're like I say we're we're loud, and he uses a lot of effects, a lot of effects that are only going to add more mm-hmm. on top of that. Mm-hmm. And so Tim is worried about the show where we have to play a little quieter. He'll have nowhere to go. Um, yeah. So in response to that, I was like, well, let's get an attenuator. And mm-hmm. then you can use the rest of the amp. Maybe we could even get some natural gain out of the amp with yeah. an attenuator. It would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And that's when I stumbled across on forums, on Reddit, and a few other, a uh, few other places that lots of people have come up with solutions. They've had power soaks cut into the back. They've had some of the wires cut internally, and then extra female jack. Uh, uh, sockets drilled into the back so you could add an external attenuator. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, th- so th- this is a really uh, uh, a documented sort of mod then. Mm. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. the, ba- the Bass Breaker series has been running, I don't know when it started, probably it must have been 2013, 2014, something like that. Sure, because I remember it being in, in the store I worked in, mm. in Dublin and playing through it many times. I don't specifically remember that Which about one? it but then it was it was a it was a big loud store wasn't it so yeah of course maybe. and they they did a lot in that range they did the 007 which was their 7 watt range they do the 15 which comes as a head or a combo i remember um, the 15 yeah and i remember yeah. really liking it and i don't remember there being any wild issue like that yeah, with it see that that it's is just, the thing it, that, yeah it's just, that's one of the things maybe i should sell it and get the 15 mm, i mean it just i mean i i assume you've been running it on on 18, have you? There's not a lot of volume difference between the it's two. Enough. It's not like one's quieter and one's louder. It's that they're okay. different voicings more sure. than anything else. But um, I think on, in either, the, the volume control is is essentially useless. I've heard from Blake Wyland over at the Tone Mob. He owned mm-hmm. a 007 and he said he loved that, but it mm. wasn't loud enough to gig. So I can't go down to there. The 15's the obvious middle ground. I yes. can get it as a combo, a single 12-inch combo. They also do it as a head, and they do a gorgeous-looking single 12-inch extension cap. So that is a popular Ooh. alternate option. Mm-hmm. But I do also love – there is I love the 1830. It's really cool. I could just get the mod done. So there, there is that option. Also, oh, it's worth pointing out, the 1830 has been discontinued. It's the only amp in the range to be discontinued, ah, which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. – uh, and and you get you get a couple of additionals even on the fifteen. There's an effects loop which you don't have on the on the eighteen thirty, and there's reverb. Oh. 
um, which is on the fifteen, nice. but not the eighteen thirty. Yeah, yeah. The eighteen thirty is an oddly spec, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's an odd spec. You know, th- those are the controls: two master volumes, yeah. one master tone, and the other a three band, and that's it. That's all you get. I did I wonder, love that I wonder is the entire chassis just taken up by power up? <laughs> 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 is, is that, there's no room for an effects loop. You don't understand. <laughs> it, it could, it's uh, just all power. I think it's 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 likely. But anyway, so that was that was where I am. And and I am I'll be honest, dear listener, despite all your wonderful suggestions, I am erring on the side of buying the the fifteen. Because the thing is Tim really loved the bass breaker. So there mm-hmm. there is that. But I've had some fantastic suggestions um from from the group. Um I uh I actually I, I tell you what, I got I got um I got a direct message, a couple of direct messages about this, and also um, some people put stuff in the group. So we'll kind of go through both. So Martin Cox, um, he messaged me saying that he was screaming at the podcast when we were talking about this <laughs> because he had the solution. The solution he had was was very good. He wanted to talk about the the Laney Lionheart combos. Good do, do you like those? Do, do you think they're good? I do. I have found they're a little bit of a marmite. I feel like people sort of love them or hate them. Um, but yeah, over the years, I've I've not played through any, but I've played with people who have mm. owned them, uh, and always found them quite nice. Always found them. Uh, I'm trying to remember what model it was. That certainly, I think the five watt was very popular um, for your sort yeah. of smaller. It's a smaller bedroom player. The 20 watt, the L20T is quite desirable. But I think, yeah, I think it was the L5. It was like a 1 yeah. by 12 that, um, that I played with a guitarist who had it. And mm. it sounded quite sweet. Didn't sound too brittle. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it was really suited to just the style that she was playing. But um, yeah, it, it's probably the one that I'm most familiar with over the years. Because there were a few models that go quite a bit bigger, weren't there? They did a whole the range. It was a really yeah. un- unusual thing for Laney to go for. And actually, one of the other suggestions that we had in the in the Facebook group itself, um, uh, Bruce Bacon had suggested the Laney LC, which is the I think that's the the Cub. Is that right? I'm gonna have to. Is that a mini, like a two watt type of thing? Uh, no, it was a fifteen, and I think that was what they called the cub, which was kind of Laney taking on the. Yes, it was. Yeah, I just needed to double check before I went down a, yeah. a rabbit hole talking about it. But the um, the cub, or maybe the super cub, it was it, mm-hmm. it was called. I'm, I'm not sure which name they ended up on, but mm-hmm. it was kind of them doing the blues junior. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And it was definitely cool, but this was the start. That was kind of the start of Laney being like, maybe we can make some cool old 50s style amps. And certainly they were, you know, they were, they were great. The, the Lionheart was very cool. Mm-hmm. They go for a lot of money, the Lionhearts now. So these are my two, two, prob- two issues with the Lionheart, despite it definitely being a great amp. And I have fond memories of it as well. I think it's totally the right palette for Tim. Downside is, they go for tons of money now. Um, Do they? Um, yeah, there's like over a grand for the 20 watt one now. Oh my God. Uh, and wow. I don't think they make them anymore. Or if they do make them, I think they're Chinese now rather than UK built. And and I I understand, I don't know that, the, I don't know firsthand, but I have heard mixed reviews about the newer ones. So I assume you'd want one of the UK ones. God, goodness knows why it makes a difference what country something's made in, but I, that that's certainly what I've heard, whether that's just, you know, the, the random mutterings of Madman or uh, factual, I, I don't know. The sure. second The second issue I have is it's denim. <laughs> <laughs> it, My it, well-dressed friend, is this <laughs> the extent to which you have now styled your... <laughs> Your um, performance art. To, has, have we extended to a no denim zone? And, and further yet, a no denim amp zone. To an extent. So my it's not specifically that it's denim. I think right. my issue with, and I said I said this to Martin in, in messages, I was like, it looks like a hip, hipster amp. It's the sort of amp that you buy if you play a built guitar. Like it's that it's uh, it's it's like a uh, I I take all my advice on gear purchases from the JHS channel sort of uh, sort of rig which which concerns me. It's like I don't believe a built guitar has ever been gigged. I think it's exclusively owned by people who play in their bedrooms and offices. Oh, and dear. I kind of feel the same thing about the Lionheart. I'm being obtuse here, obviously, dear listener. I, I'm sure I'm wrong, but. I, I think like built. <laughs> That's my, using my small voice to um, to uh, defend what I think are a brand that do some awesome designs. They do. I, I understand, of course, what you're saying uh, in terms of 
maybe your perception of a certain of a certain design and having maybe just not seen it out and about as much. That's it. There are, I've, there, I've... there are definitely similar brands where I really note having not seen someone out in the wild with, let's say. And very often it, it very often they they are those unbelievably considered beautifully designed brands and you just think you just it, there's some there is something nice about seeing an instrument get bashed within an inch of its life for the sake of art a little bit and you worry when it is maybe such a bespoke design that uh it becomes like a small puppy that you don't want to be touched <laughs> off anything let alone the riser of a festival stage in the rain Exactly. I, I kind of, uh, I, th- I think there is a gulf between the gigging musician and the sort of office bedroom collector playing musician in, mm-hmm. in what they look for in equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think there is that simplicity and road hardiness that people are looking for in gig, for sure. gigging musicians look for where they're less fussed about the other bits and bobs mm-hmm. and and it's weird because i feel like i sort of get to bridge both things i would agree yeah i've you know obviously obviously what i what i have known in the time that we've uh been chatting professionally um of your of your taste definitely visits many areas of the sort of spectrum between your absolute tool for uh, physical and musical destruction (laughs) (laughs) versus your, you know, oil painting level designed instrument where um, not a, you know, not a, not a grain of the wood has, uh, has passed without consideration. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, 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 I do get it. I think sometimes, sometimes, um, the the cliche of you know the the penniless artist does does apply as well you know sometimes gigging musicians don't uh, don't necessarily have the budget for for beautiful sort of bespoke builds um, and I think that maybe kind of informs it a little bit as well but um, yeah it's it's an interesting one hmm, but yes. back to your little denim amp <laughs> <laughs> well yes yeah, so back- <laughs> Back to telling me why denim affects the viability <laughs> of the amp. Tim will, Tim will hate the look of it. I think that's that's the right. that's the bottom line. I, I don't think he'd be seen dead playing an amp that looks like that. So okay. I think I think it automatically disqualifies what is a fantastic amp that I would strongly consider having around the house. I think it's a very good looking amplifier for agree. around very the house. S- very smart looking. It is. It is indeed another. Another suggestion, one of the ones that, that Bruce Bacon has made, is the Marshall Studio 15 um, amp, which is certainly, or which is sometimes called the 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 4001, 4E01, I don't know how mm-hmm. Americans would call that. Um, but, like, it, you know, it's a very simple 15-watt combo with 6V6 tubes and a 12-inch speaker. Like, it's... You know, it looks like a, a fantastic product. The the studio seems like a, a great little piece of gear. Um, that I am interested in. But I have to say, when it, when it comes to Marshall stuff, I've just been so amazed with the with the SV series, the SV20Cs. Oh, yeah. Um, That's not one that I'm familiar with. So do you want to bring me up to up to speed? 
So for a start, it's it's Marshall doing the aesthetic that I really like. So moving to the top mounted controls, that sort of Vox style panel at the top and then a grill cloth underneath. Um, I wish now you can get some that the square Marshall logo. I just love that logo so much. And there are some limited edition versions of the SV20 where you can get that black writing on a gold background on the square front. You get it with like a fawn. Uh, grill cloth which is gorgeous and it's available in like a a green like a like a british racing green an almost fiesta-ish red or uh, like a pelamy blue sort of thing that is very cool or you can get the uh, i think the original which is called the studio vintage um which has the the sort of the curly marshall logo should we call it a more predictable mm-hmm. um black tolex with gold piping mm-hmm. um these these are really stylish even the I guess the the curly logoed, maybe more standard versions. Both the um, I'm looking at a deep burgundy oh, one yeah, as well, that with like a quite my a favorite. Yeah. yeah, quite a gold. I can't tell if it's basket weave or um, I thought it was like or form. tweed grill. But oh, it's, was it tweed? Oh, you said well burgundy, on on so the deep on the burgundy one. There's there's quite a golden um, sort of basket weave looking grill, and then there's also a fawn grill on the green colored mm. one with the uh, with the white top plate and and that uh, square logo. This is a really, really smart looking combo. I have to say, it's not it's not a mo- Marshall model that I've seen before. Um, no. It sort of, yeah, it sort of reimagines their their styling entirely. Actually, it kind of kind of puts their um, puts their branding in a in a different light to what what the it, eye is used to. I feel a little bit like they're sort of taking a leaf out of the whatever the company is that they hire to make their uh, their little. Bluetooth speakers because those oh, things look right. great, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and and Marshall, I fell out of love with them so much over the years because I just don't like the look. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really like the sound generally of a of a modern. There's something a little compressed about them, I find. But um, I'm certainly willing to to reevaluate my <laughs> my opinion on that based on, and that's incredibly uh, vain. Uh, uh, what whatever the word is, where I only care about things about how they look vapid uh, vapid it's very vapid of me but uh yeah this this amp is enough to make me reevaluate that i love that mm-hmm. there's no um gain and master volume i love amps where you're Ooh. just dealing with you know just loudness as it is called on the control on this and the addition of a a presence control um is always great for making things extra sort of brittle and nasally and nasty i, I just can't believe you know they're they're very well priced, like eight hundred quid. They are ten inch speakers. So are these current? These are current catalog, then, right? Uh, I, I, as far as I'm aware, yeah, I think they're. Yeah, they're... I'm seeing them on the site. So this is cool. Yeah, always nice. You can get it new. Might give you a bit of time to have a think about it if mm-hmm. you do end up getting something else. Just knowing that there are more than you know one of it floating about on the market. Yeah. Not that sort of hen's teeth kind of thing. Yeah. Person- personally, I'd be quite tempted by this as an option. I think the, um, I think the, uh, what you've described of the sound is there, the styling is there, the spec is lovely. Mm. Yeah, this is this is definitely high on my list of things that are extraordinarily cool. Um, uh, other options, other options that I've had, Bruce's, uh, Bruce's other suggestions, I, I can't quite go with. I'm afraid. I really appreciate them, nonetheless, Bruce. Uh, a DV Mark Galileo 15C. I think that is a fantastic amplifier. I actually really love all this stuff that DV Mark 
does, whether it's Valve or Class D for guitar amps, I think they do a great job of making just gorgeous sounding jazz amplifiers. They just mm-hmm. they nail that. And They're very actually, smooth DV marks that I've heard. Uh, yes, they are. I, co- I completely agree. And I have that same butteriness that, that Mark Bass tend to have. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think so. And and like a, a little attention to detail, like oh, one of the things I love about Mark Bass is they go, yeah, we're Class D, but here's one of our controls, which is called Vintage Loudspeaker Emulator. And it essentially can turn your clean clinical Class D bass amp into a bit more of a woofy, ampeggy, mm-hmm. uh, acoustic 360 sounding rig. And I really like that about Mark Bass. They they know who their audience is, the people who want those super clean, crystal clean things. But if you kind of want a Mark Bass and you like vintage sounds, they can do that as well. And I think that's that's very cool. Um, and yeah. not something they get that gets shouted about enough about their amplifiers. And I think they bring the same thing to their um to their guitar amplifiers as well. Like one of the amps that impressed me the most that they did was their Raw Dog. Did you ever see this? The Raw Dog 60. Uh, which I don't was, think I did, you know. It was the Eric Gales uh signature combo and it is it is it's super like it's a very compact 12 inch with just again like three bands of EQ and master volume and a reverb control. And oh it's, wow, yeah. It's just uh they just sounded great. They were just they were just so unbelievably clean and it was the perfect jazz um amplifier. Nice. I think potentially not quite enough vibe maybe for for what for what I'm looking for. But, yeah, um, sure. And um, yeah, just looking at it there, though, I love it. So, I love, um, I love having so few controls that it's really, really hard to get any sort of uh, decision fatigue. You know, mm. where there's just a, a quite a decided spectrum of tonal options in yes. in the amp. I really like that commitment in in amp design. It's basically this is what I will do for you, and that's it. Dial in what you can, I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would I would be quite keen to try that. It's very cool looking, nicely styled as well. It is. Yeah, they are very cool. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where, where, I, where I'm at. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I really uh, have appreciated a lot of the suggestions. I appreciate also that I'm not taking any of those suggestions on board, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what? I might try and mod the 1830 first and then, you know what, if if I need to move any further on from that then i then i will so yeah i mean you know you could say nothing nothing ventured nothing gained well there's no gain on these it's just a master volume yeah okay thanks well thank you for stomping (laughs) all the way over that joke that was that was brutal there isn't even a third person here to gently laugh at that Uh, yeah i'm sorry about that you just had to go in and murder that okay (laughs) okay that's fine i also know you won't cut that so yeah absolutely would not mr brandon's true colors dear listener i would say i apologize um so anyway so that's you know so we'll see dear listener we'll see where i get to with that uh over the next little while but uh I'd, i'd like to see you try the mod Gen- like genuinely, I think, uh, I think if you were to, I'm not saying, I, I know you haven't said whether you are or aren't going to move it on if you do go for something else mm. instead, but uh, it would be a shame to move something like that on having not tried a mod that would potentially give give you everything you like about the tone 
and yeah. the uh, output that you need. I think so too. Also, I paid two hundred pounds for it. Like, oh my you, gosh! Yeah. <laughs> what? Have you sorry? Have you had it for years? No, no, no. I bought it for Tim for for his birthday of a couple of months ago. Oh bloody hell! Okay, right. Um, and or, and I mean yeah, hell. I mean uh, oh the, no. Those the, uh, British swearing's allowed. Uh, the 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 algorithm doesn't okay. recognise. Uh, oh, not okay. sorry. British swearing. That was a that was very uh, uh, colonialist of me. Right. Okay. Right, so fruit and crumpets you you bought it only a few months ago. Yes, exactly that, yeah. Um cool. And yeah, no one's going to sniff at 200 pounds, are they? No, exactly. Yeah, so it, they're just hard amps to move on, I think, really, right. be- because they're they're huge, very heavy and yeah. uh um, you know, and and <laughs> if to anyone who knows, far too loud. Yeah. Yeah, the the tone payoff comes with a price, obviously. Yeah, but the the mod certainly isn't going to make it any less valuable. Basically, so it's probably worth pursuing. Yeah, could could, could have the opposite effect, even if you did still move it on from yeah. what you're saying. Exactly. Cool. Awesome. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where yeah. I get to, and leave that one with me, um, and I'll, uh, I'll 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 see where we where we get to. Naomi, did you see um, did you see what happened to Alpha Male Tea Party today? Oh, I did. I did, indeed. Um, It's always an awful thing. You always, I I think your stomach always lurches seeing any band have, um, whether it's a lockup or like, like happened our good friends this morning, uh, their van uh, be be broken into, no less just returning from a tour um, and emptied by the sound it's sounds of things that yeah, yeah you you always do a secondhand sort of awful stomach lurch when you hear it and then it, when it's someone you know or someone whose gear you've seen close up at gigs as you've loved their the magic of their music it, it really does does hurt uh to see it happen yeah yeah absolutely well so so uh so dear listener if you i, I did put a post in uh, the post from the band in in the group i appreciate not you know most of our audience aren't actually um you know based this this side of the pond but um uh, alpha male tpi good friends of the podcast and if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time you'll remember we've we've had uh, we've had Tom on the podcast in the past. Tom, the guitarist. We've even done back when guitarists were doing videos on YouTube. We even did a an interview with Tom about his rig at Arc Tangent. With all that stuff, you know, all those that 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 lovely uh, Daphne Blue Highway One Telecaster, which Tom has pretty much written <laughs> every single song um, for Alpha Male Tea Party over the last fifteen years on. Uh, that that got nicked along with everything else that they own out of the back of their van when they're at a service station that they stopped off for breakfast just it's outside just of London. Brutal, really brutal. Having having played a wonderful show uh, in London um, the night before, and of course it's Art Tangent Festival um, uh, the weekend coming up, which they're supposed to be playing at as well. So we're now racing to get them replacement equipment in time for that. But it's always it's always awful, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I you know I cannot recommend more, dear listeners, if you are gigging musicians, to have a deadbolt fitted to your van. Um, I, I you know it's uh, it costs a couple of hundred quid to get one fitted at a garage, and it means that people trying to break into your your van will either need a circular saw or to steal the van itself. Um, it, it, it makes a big difference. But um, that's a good that's a good tip. Yes. Do you, yes. Um, 
do polymath have a van we we do yes oh, we do you? Yeah. we okay. we have a we have a transit which uh, nice. we make look as bad as possible yes uh, it looks yeah. super crummy and mm-hmm. uh, it's all we all dented it in and uh, and like the paintwork's all all scraped and we we yeah. tried to make it look as bad as possible we didn't pay much for it um, sure but we've made it look awful and um and it's actually fitted with a pair of deadbolts. So really, there is no way of stealing our gear. Um, we all members of Polymath have experienced that in the past. And it's, it's, I think, something you learn from. And I think we are very good at monitoring our van, where we mm-hmm. park it, things like that. You know, also, we, we have very good instrument insurance. I mean, that's something everyone should get. Do you have insurance for your instruments, Naomi? I do, yeah. Who, yeah, who do you do. use? Um, it is through my bank, actually. It's just oh, like really? A con- yeah, it's like a contents insurance one. It's not a specific like musical equipment one. Oh, is it insured outside of your home as well for when you're on shows? No, then? just inside. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, I actually, it's funny. Uh, that was the first thing I was thinking about was a band I sessioned with who are total like uh, total gearheads. Um, you know, extensive, rare amounts of gear. I remember one of the last gigs I did with them in 2019, they were telling me all about their actual music gear insurance. And I was thinking I really should do that. I don't have anything of nearly of the value that that they sort of have or the rarity that they have, but I Mm. don't think you can be careful enough, obviously. Um, Yeah. How how about yourself? I'm guessing you have. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very thorough with it. Like I, I um, I keep my stuff in my garage is attached to my house here. It's like the lower yeah. floor of half of my house here. Yeah. So, um, so I, I store my garage, my, my all my equipment there, which I have a, 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 I have one of the approved locks fitted on my garage door because, of course, don't, you know, don't forget, dear listener, insurance companies, even music insurance companies, are looking to not pay you. So the small yeah. print of of the of insurance is is awful for musical instruments. Like I, I understand that Alpha Male Teapot, I do have insurance. I'm very concerned about the fact that their gear was in a in a van where the gear was accessible. Like you, you could break into the front of the van and get to the boot, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like it was a a car van, I don't know what these things are called, rather than it being a transit or something where the boot is completely separated. Oh, um, yeah, so not a splitter. As exactly, well. not a splitter, yeah. yes, yes. So, and I, I do think there's, I, I'm, I, you know, I guess insurance depends on where you're going, but I think there are clauses around that um, that make it difficult to claim. Um, so, and and I have to have a special lock on my garage. Also, Polymath have our own lockup where we store stuff. We also had the locks changed on that to be these sort of approved locks, you know. Um, and 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 all of our stuff is insured by Music Guy. So I I actually <laughs> pay a chunk. I pay seventy pounds a month um, for if it. But I have so much stuff. This is the thing I've got. Whatever it is, like last count is. 30 something guitars you know and mm-hmm. 200 pedals 10 amps and that's not including it's a no-brainer the, yeah yeah exactly so yeah you can't um, be can't be careful enough and i mean this uh, i've i've not spoken to anyone in the band but my guess from how the post was written was that this happened in daylight this wasn't a uh, middle of the night sort of happening that i think then. i think that's the the worst thing for them yeah they literally yeah. they they went into a, a a service station for for breakfast and left their van parked out and when they came out, the saddest thing is they didn't even notice. They then got back in their van, drove to Liverpool, where, where they're, they're from, and um, and didn't notice until they came to unload the van. Yeah. 
which is really sad. Like that's, you know, that must have been that that feeling at that moment must have been absolutely gutting. And if this is not, you know, uh, allegory enough, dear dear listener, to make sure your instruments are insured. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, sorry, go on. Sorry, no, I was just going to say these these people know exactly what they were doing. You know, if if they literally took the time to leave the leave the sorry the vehicle looking intact afterward. Yeah. You know, didn't just run off with everything open and abandoned looking like these are people who, you know, absolutely uh, knew what they were doing, potentially followed them there. You, you just wouldn't know, but like... People are just poised and steeled and ready to do awful things like this to people who have worked extremely hard to build their gear collections. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see. I hope that they get their, um, their, their insurance money through and that yeah, they're able to replace indeed. the gear. In the meantime, I'm going to sort of, you know, build them a, a pedalboards and send them instruments nice. and get them wherever they can but you know it brings me on that this is not they're, they're not sponsoring this podcast in any way but i i use music guard uh who i i moved to from another insurance company before and i've actually found them great like really good at getting back to you and um really clear with what the terms and conditions are and what i needed to do to make sure my stuff is covered i didn't feel like these guys were trying to rip me off they were trying to make sure I had done the appropriate things so they could support me if the worst happened. And I thought that was quite rare. So I do cool. recommend Music Guard um, personally, dear listener, if you if if this has been enough to make you think maybe I should get uh, insurance, you know. It certainly wouldn't be 70 quid a month to, to anyone insuring, you know, their guitar, pedal board and amplifier. Mm -hmm. um, it's because, you know, I live in this weird pit of equipment. <laughs> An ornate cube, I would say. <laughs> exactly. I, I would say you are a highly furnished musician. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Indeed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah that, oh. that room reverb we can hear is just the necks, <laughs> the necks and bodies of many hundreds that's of guitars. It. Oh, I, did, I, I tell you what, Naomi, this heat wave—the <laughs> amount, the amount <laughs> oh, no. of work I have had to do to get guitars back playable. Oh, <laughs> it's brutal, isn't it? Our instruments are not used to this. No, our human vessels are not used to this. It's yeah, my my non-existent hat is off to all of our American friends who who live and gig and practice and play in a in year-round heat because us us uk uh pals over here are um us and our gear us and our guitars are languishing yeah <laughs> languishing yeah. hard not today it's a lot cooler today is it cooler in brighton uh it's it's we, we had a big Sorry, old thunderstorm yes yeah, but brighton's close enough um it's better to say brighton but uh mm -hmm. the it's it's still really hot. It, we had a thunderstorm this morning, but now it's just really close and everything. Yes. So, you know. Yeah, close is my next least favourite uh, weather for my instruments. Ah, ah, there you go. I don't trust what it does to uh, to my intonation either. No, no, no. Everything's everything's ruined. Which is uh, which have, is have you got anything by way of like dehumidifiers or conditioners no, or anything? No, I'm specific too, to. I, gear? I, I, I wish I did. I wish I did think about things like that but i've always so this this goes back to to the days of gag the mm -hmm. acoustic department always had like dehumidifiers on the go all yes. the time yeah and and in the bass department we didn't care about that like we didn't even use tuners you know for, for the <laughs> bass like, we were like if it's close enough for rock and roll it's fine 
Right. And okay. and so I think I took that sort of uh, that attitude. I always thought mm-hmm. of the acoustic department as very geeky. They right. were they were geeks. They really cared about the woods. They really cared about the temperature of the acoustic department. Right. And you know, we were like the the so they were like the jobs worths yeah. of the they would, you know, if you looked up search history on the computers in the acoustic department, it would be, you know, researching ideal humidity for acoustics made out of a particular type of wood. Whereas if you did it in the bass department, we'd be researching like mustache wax. You know, that yeah. that was the that was the yeah. difference between you'd, the... you'd go to their till and be like, Oh my god, did an acoustic guitar write this? <laughs> exactly. But mustache wax. We, we we did used to have my mustache used to be massive and very curly mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy who I ran the bass department with also had a huge curly mustache and uh, so this yeah. was the other life passion fueling fueling the bass department oh yeah yeah that's that's right yeah we were very uh, we we were we were into Warhammer and uh, <laughs> this, this this curly mustache <laughs> we loved Warhammer curly mustaches waistcoats and. Uh, and and bass guitars, yeah, that was that was the GAC bass department. Amazing. I think that's why Mark Packham left the GAC bass department. Actually, <laughs> right. but did did he struggle in the mustache growing department? <laughs> actually, he used to have a fantastic one, but he he doesn't like to admit it. Oh, maybe I should have let mine grow when I worked in the bass department. This is it. I think it's uh, an I, essential. It's, yeah, I it mean, is an essential. We could be we could be distant cousins with my hair growing <laughs> abilities. I can tell you that much in regards, in, like Great. specifically in regards to like brows and mustache. I uh, let's just say it's a very conscious choice that I remain clean, <laughs> clean uh, mustached. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll break the gender norm eventually. Maybe when I turn Good. forty, I'll just I'll just let the let the tash smash. Um, As you should. Anyway, bringing us firmly back onto topic. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, so I, 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 I'm choosing. We've got such a big list of stuff to to talk about. Um, sh- should we talk about these secret Ashdown bases that I sent you pictures of earlier? I would love to because I thought they looked absolutely smashing. So what did what because because these were pictures of the models that are just about to be packaged. They're they're in yes. China at the moment. Okay. They're about to be packaged up and sent over to me, and they're the test. They're the test examples. So so these were like pictures that have been taken. I sent you a couple of pictures that have been taken on the rack by the the, yeah. the company in in China, and they've yes. been like here they are ready to go. Just like they're kind of proof of postage images or something so they're not really very good but you can kind of see what's going on there a little bit what did you think and describe what they were okay so you're happy for me to to describe oh yeah yeah we're, we're, this is it's i goddamn designed these spaces i will leak this embargo a year ahead of their release if i want to <laughs> i love when you go full i make the embargo i break the embargo <laughs> it's uh it's good it's uh thanks, thanks. it's a dopamine hit to me um <laughs> Well, there's there's uh, four bases in the image in front of me um, in a rack, indeed, looking like they're absolutely ready to be packed. And three of the four, dear listener, are shell pink. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they bloody are. And then we've got a beautiful, vivid, is it like a, is it a Lake Placid-ish effect? It's a it's a beautiful so, yeah, yeah. deep. It's quite a deep blue, quite a deep like mid blue. That's right. Yeah, it was uh, basically there was a big argument at Ashdown between I like Pelham blue, 
okay. and they like Lake Placid, which is lighter. Yes. And um, and so we agreed on a halfway house. Um, that we found a color that the 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 firm we were using in in China could do mm-hmm. that was a halfway house between Pelham and Lake Placid, and that's what we've gone for. Awesome. Well, I think it's a really nice compromise. It's um, it's enough of a mid that no one would mistake it for black. I don't think even on stage. So it's got that nice sort of pop there for those who um, are keen to stay away, stay away from sort of black finishes. Um, more importantly, I am looking at four matching headstocks, which is such a nice touch. Matching headstocks in shell pink, I'm a huge fan of in particular. Yeah. They're really smart looking. And looking at the neck, is it a... Is it roasted maple? We've gone roasted maple on the yeah. neck. A beautiful dark roast. It's gorgeous. It is come out really nice actually, the, yeah. the dark roast. But we've gone maple on the board. So we've not gone roasted on the on the neck. So you get this lovely two-tone thing mm-hmm. where the, the board's gonna be that lovely light maple, but the back of the neck has that rich, dark feel to it. I think it looks lovely on the headstock against the shell pink as well. It does, yeah, because it further sort of defines the um, the finish on the headstock. It's a really nice touch, really classy. Um, I can... <laughs> I'm trying to explain for the listener who doesn't have the, the image in front of them, of course, uh, but I'm also trying to do it in an engaging way, uh, but also without sounding a little bit thick myself, <laughs> so it's a little challenging. However... Um, so looking at the rack of the four bases, I can't see the um, greater details outside of the one sort of at the front of the image. But what I can see is that one of them is a short scale, if you'd like to tell us anything enticing or exciting about that. So that's right. Yeah. So of the three, the three models there, there are, there are, there are three shapes, well, technically two shapes. Mm-hmm. One is the, the grail, which is Ashdown's jazz bass. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is the Saint, which is a little bit more original. Um, it is offset, so it's a Jaguar esque shape, but it's certainly not that. It's got sort of a reverendy feel to it, the Saint. Um, but but it is that sort of inspired Jaguar offset fifties angular thing, and it's PJ. And so we've done that Ooh. in a short scale with a reduced size body, and we've done it in a uh, in a thirty four inch scale as well so the we've it's not just the neck that will change the body is a slimmed and reduced version in the in the offset short scale awesome so that's what we're looking at in the sort of middle two bases in this rack of four so it's a uh if you like a regular scale body and then a downscaled body for the 30 inch scale exactly that is a lovely touch all in all in shell pink it's a satin glitter shell pink which doesn't <gasps> quite come out in the in the in the pictures so we've gone for that um yeah so j- jazz pickups obviously in the jazz one pjs in the short scale and the normal saint matching headstock shell pink roasted maple necks m- uh, roasted maple necks and maple boards beautiful uh, on those. can you tell us can you tell us anything about the pickups anything unusual or different between them so, so there was there was the balance. Like the thing that mm-hmm. uh, that I'd been specced with by Ashdown was to make these interesting bases that we could make affordable, that we could price yes. for under five hundred quid. That and that's awesome. the balance. So you have to make some exchanges somewhere. And I mm-hmm. found that the thing I was more willing to sacrifice was the pickups than the hardware. So I've kept Wilkinson hardware, which was 
difficult to do to keep the price point I wanted, but we, we've managed it. I had to lose hip shot tuners, and I've gone for Wilkinson tuners, but it's still Wilkinson bridges with brass that brass saddles, which is very cool. They, yeah, um, they're still awesome. It's absolutely an okay trade-off, I'd say. Yeah, and the pickups, I've gone for like the, the standard sort of OEM ones that are provided yeah. by the brand. So they're more like your Fender Mexican or Squire, yeah. Squire Vint Mod style pickups mm-hmm. sort of things. So... So, so we'll see. I like these are the prototypes. I haven't heard these yet, so I could get them and be like, "These aren't great." But honestly, I tend to find the cheap bass pickups sound great. They tend to cheap bass pickups tend to want to go for high output, almost to maybe make up for other things. I don't know why, but that's actually quite popular anyway in the way most bass players want to sound these days. Mm-hmm. So it, it it tends to be a, a a great sounding thing. Like you know, I, I always come back to the fact that when I I spent all this time changing pickups in my main jazz bass to, and ended up with the EMGs, which cost, you know, like 200 quid for a set. And then at a band practice, I AB'd my 60s jazz bass with EMGs with my classic vibe, with just the stock, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, Squire pickups in there. And they didn't sound really any different after the the amount of gain I'm putting on things, there really wasn't much in it at all. You know, both sounded fantastic. So for that reason, I was sort of happy to go with, we'll just go for the simplest pickups and we'll see, we'll see what they sound like. Cool. That's, that's some really interesting insight. And as you were saying, what you were saying about the uh, sort of certain uh, feel of budget bass pickup and sort of what they seem to go for, sort of tonally classic vibe, was exactly what popped to mind because I've played some cracking classic vibes with stock pickups that I quite happily wouldn't change. Mm. Um, I do think it's a really good um, call that of of any part where maybe uh maybe that exchange as you say is going to be made that that it is the pickup that's obviously something that if someone down the line did want to look at swapping out that it's very doable indeed yeah yeah awesome but i mean obviously that's not the that's not the aim no (laughs) no no, in the new base that someone is that someone is picking up but i think it's really nice that it's um quite an easy thing to have to uh to look at later definitely, on. If, definitely, definitely. And the, the, the reason I wanted to go for vendor style pickups was because they're so easy to change as well and so easy yeah. to up, update. And I do want to just provide the simple basics that someone might want. The things that are expensive to change, which are getting a base refinished. So I'm offering mm-hmm. cool, interesting finishes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, yeah, the pickups are changeable. I've also, I realised, I sent you a second picture, Naomi, just just now with some of the other things that, that are being sent to me because we're also doing... Um, we're also doing like a a metallic moss green version of everything oh with a black Lord. plate, uh, which is a hard colour to describe. How would you describe the green? I am I am respectfully looking. Let's have a look and see. Oh, beautiful! That is yeah. That is a really. I want to, I want to say it's a really ornate finish. That's not really the right word. Um. Hmm. It's like a. Am I right in thinking it's quite a metallic? Yeah, it's finish? very metallic. Yeah, it's if you imagine a sort of a moss finish with a a gold gently put through it. 
there's there's a sort of a gold element to the to the green, if that makes sense, while being quite sort of mid to dark. Yes, I suppose sort of this, a, a similar temperature to the to the blue, the sort of balanced uh, homage to Lake Placid Blue that we're talking about. A, a yeah, a, quite a metallic sort of mossy. Uh, sort of deeper grassy green it's lovely it's a finish i've not seen really on the market elsewhere at the moment no uh, which is great I, I'm, I'm hoping that would be the case now the yeah. the secret is dear listener that the green one i really designed for me i, I that, that was the base <laughs> that i wanted and it was great that ashdown were like yeah that sounds cool we'll we'll make 500 of them but really i just wanted one for me so that that one's for me but um, I actually think it's come out real nice and I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you, listener, as soon as I get the, I'm not going to share these pictures with you because they're not very good. You know, they're just sort of phone pictures on a rack somewhere. So as soon as they turn up, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to share them with you all uh, ahead of their release because I, th- I think this is going to be great. I'm really proud of these. I, I think they, they might actually be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think as someone who also works with, with product from from that point on in uh in my work sometimes you you do get that little pang of excitement um seeing something like that sort of at the factory ready to go but it <laughs> exactly like you've just described to the listener there's nothing really visually pleasing about it it's obviously for you it must be um quite a nice little milestone seeing yeah. uh what you had in cad or photoshop uh slowly but surely becoming a very real instrument yeah. high ta- tailing its way to you to uh to try i am very keen to see um more full-on images of these uh, i actually i i, I realized there's on one there's there's something you can't see on the short scale i realized naomi the short scale yeah. offset jaguar esquan which we're calling the saint uh i've added a um a metallic blue speed stripe um, oh lovely so, yeah in the sort of that offset that mustang position yeah for the speed stripe very um, nice so. that is lovely cool very awesome indeed did oh, you say yeah. that the short scale has a pj pj yeah oh. pj on the short scale um oh um uh sorry the short scale has two options it would be pj and also a single thunderbird pickup in the in the middle Oh, lovely. Okay. So we've ordered a small number of each of them, and we're going to see mm-hmm. which one is more popular. Because I was like, oh, the, the Thunderbird one's going to sell more because it's cooler. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, the PJ will sell more because who wants a one pickup Thunderbird base? It's ridiculous. You're you're mad. But they let me do it nonetheless. So I, w- I would say not that mad, because I could definitely see people picking picking that up and being being quite into it. I th- i'm pretty sure we've had the the single pickup two pickup debate before but yeah i think that their their point is literally the you know the look at the fender mustang base the pj mm-hmm. mustang base it's everywhere like everyone is, is buying one you know it is for those of us who are not very good at decisions these two pickup mustangs are, are a must-have indeed exactly exactly so whereas the you know the single thunderbird style pickups a thing isn't it it's very much yes. a, a you know it's a stylistic I mean, it, choice. It's a stylistic choice, and it's absolutely a tonal commitment to have um, to have a single middle position pickup like that. Um, cool. Well, I mean, if if people are anything like me, they will end up buying both <laughs> to have to have the option. <laughs> yes, yes, we will see. We'll we'll see. Awesome. We'll see. We'll see what happens as they wing their way to us. Now, yeah, before we go, because we're we're coming to the the end of the podcast. Before we move over onto the Patreon. Um, Last week, Matt and I talked about 
what amplifier you would have if you could only have one amplifier like a I think we're not looking for the answer doesn't need to be oh I'd need to have something that's able to do this this and this and the other it it would just have to be what is your absolute favorite and it it doesn't even have to be a really amazing high value item it just if you just have one and it can be for bass like you obviously choose a bass one Naomi but yeah, I, sure. I chose a bass one but um it would just be what what would that one amplifier be oh dearie dear <laughs> <laughs> Having just talked about being uh, being very bad at decisions, because um, mm. I'll give you for the longest time you've used Aguila. Or... I have, I have absolutely, um, and I'm a little bit loath to say this because there are just such a world of pre-existing magical amps that have stood the test of time, etc. And it, you know, the Aguilar's that I've played have, have been more modern, uh, obviously solid state designs. Um, but yeah, at the risk of sounding a little bit safe, I absolutely loved my Tone Hammer 500. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I There are other answers I could give you based on amps that I've heard, but I'm going to be uh, absolutely dead straight down the line with one that I've played, one that I've played and gigged and actually had a tonal, a real feel for tonally. And I would say the 500. Oh, that's that's absolutely the answer I wanted. Something that you played mm. that you knew around. Not mm-hmm. like, you know, like a, a, sorry, dear listener, I'll, I'll, I'll talk in, in bass on this one for a minute. But, you know, I don't expect you to be like, oh, yeah, the Ampeg B15, because, you know, none of us have owned a B15. We've played them at studios for a bit and everyone says yeah. they're fantastic. But honestly, yes. I don't know how to shape a tone out of one because I don't spend enough time with them. Yeah. It needs to be an amp that you know like the back of your hand, that you, mm-hmm. you're like, I know that I can sound as good as I've ever wanted to sound with this amplifier. What, yeah. what is it about the Tone Hammer that, that draws you to it? Is there it, something specific that it does? The Let me not get lost now between the Tone Hammer and the AG. So basically I had a Tone Hammer 500 for the longest time. Which is the smaller I, one, right? Uh, no, so there's a there was or is I'm not sure if it's discontinued now. At the time that I had the 500, there was the 350 smaller again, a 350 watt, and then the 500. And there now I believe is the Tonehammer 750 as well. Right. Um. So the 500 was the more powerful of the two at the time that I had it. Um. And it. Sorry, I'm just trying to double check. Does it have what I think it has, which is Dwive. Yeah, the, the 500 has a separate drive, drive control. So yeah. you've got gain, master. You've got like a really interesting mid control as well, right? Because you've got a mid-level and a mid-frequency. So you can choose what areas of the mids that you're boosting or cutting, which is kind of cool. Yes, absolutely. You can. So, sorry, my pause there was to try to remember if it was the Tone Hammer or the AG, which I owned later. Right. The AG700. Uh, and that doesn't have a drive and has a slightly different tonal profile. The Tone Hammer, I'll be honest, I owned it at a time where I didn't sort of know what I now know about about tone sculpting, and I still managed to craft a tone that I still feel proud of. <laughs> so I think it its character and its tonal profile and its controls um, and being very, very responsive in its, um, in its sort of EQ and then sort of also just suiting my needs in regards to any other connectivity, etc. It um, 
really, really suited what I was doing to it, which was just needing a really full, really loud, um, very driven sound. And this was before I sort of really got into things I would now see as very sensible approaches, like, you know, more parallel processing and sort of having a nice compressed clean, doing the leg work while, um, while a driven uh, parallel will... Uh, will sort of occupy the sort of higher frequencies or higher bands. Um, this, yeah, the Tonehammer 500 sort of held my hand <laughs> totally and gave me a fantastic result before I sort of knew anything about the the more nuanced aspects of, of building a tone. Um, and yeah, it, uh, it weathered many, many, many gigs and uh, performed um, so far above what I thought to be sort of its um, power capabilities. It um, it stood up on some really, really loud stages. And let's just say the session gig where I realised I needed to move up a little bit in power um, was was bloody loud. <laughs> that's that's how far we were able to go. It was, and I'm talking almost like my bloody Valentine level loud. That was how far up the 500 was able to go before I, I realised I needed something a little more powerful. Well, I'm surprised to hear that you'd ever need anything louder than a 500 watt bass head. Mm -hmm. This was this was a loud band that I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, um, evidently. <laughs> yeah, um, there are some terrifying, terrifying things um, an AC30 can do uh, with with the right pedals going through it. Um, that's that's it for me. Um, there are, of course, uh, very close, um, very close contenders. Um, in and around that, but uh, basing it on experience and yes. uh, and enjoying its tone, it would be the Tonehammer 500 for me. Very cool. I would love to know yours. Did you go through yours on the last one? Or I, I, were you I curious did. to pick up on mine. Oh uh, well, yeah. I was I was just curious to hear yours actually to mm. see where you went with it. To mm -hmm. if, if it was just a simple sort of tried and tested thing, or if mm. it was an aspirational amp or anything. Yeah, I, like I won't go into it again. I think we did it on the Patreon last time. I mm -hmm. can't remember, dear listener, exactly. But um, but yeah, the the one for me actually, which you might be surprised to hear, uh, Naomi, is the the Harky HA. Uh, 5500. Um, oh, okay. I just, I, 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 sorry, dear listener, you obviously heard me, if, if it was on the main episode, I can't remember, but uh, you heard me bang on about this last week, but I don't think there's ever been a better amp head made. Um, I, I, I love that it's solid state with a valve preamp. Obviously, that's something that's echoed in the Ashdown gear that I play today. Yeah. But just the nature of the controls on, on the 5500 are amazing. The 10-band mm -hmm. graphic EQ, which you mm -hmm. can bring in or out, is insanely useful. Outside of that, they have a contour control with a high pass and a low pass. So there's just that extra bit of tone shaping. Or if you want to keep it simple to just a, basically a bass and a treble control, you can do that. Um, there's the the gain is dealt with really in interestingly because you have just a master volume, but then your preamp you have two controls, not one, not just one gain. One controlling your valve preamp, the 12AX7 in the preamp, and one controlling the solid state preamp. So you can blend up those two, or shut one down completely and use the other one. You want a really valvey sound, shut down that solid state one, boost the 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 valve in the front end, and use that. It was just so good. It was just so... No one's ever done anything like that since. No. 
as you're talking about it, I think I've played, is it the 3,500? Yeah, there were um, a few versions. There's 25s, there's a 5,000, there's loads. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at some gigs I uh, I happen to, to just kind of get one as, as the back line and and play it and Hartke I will I will Hartke is a hill I will die on <laughs> absolutely I yeah. think they're such a such an underrated brand in, um, unbelievably yeah in in base world they've they've created some absolutely fantastic amps and maybe not always enjoyed the uh the glory of some of the the bigger sort of uh more ubiquitous uh brands over the years yeah yeah, I, uh, I I I completely agree. I don't know, I don't know if it's their 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 marketing or or what it, what it is that's that's made Harky go out of fashion at the moment. I I personally love that they still look the same as they always have. You know, I love that they've have got to that eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It looks like old hi fi gear, and I love mm-hmm. it. I love the simplicity of it because you know what? They don't care. They don't care about making something lightweight. They don't mm-hmm. care about making something good looking for the kids. They just care about making a, a fantastic sounding head that yeah. looks stupid. It's just a black box with a blue lines on the top and bottom and their ridiculous logo where it looks like they chose a free font. You know, but <laughs> but it doesn't matter because they don't care about that. They care about making an amp head that sounds better than anything else. And for that yeah. reason, yeah. Well that's uh, a that's a fundamental uh, passion. I think we can absolutely both agree on for sure. There we go. There we go. But that does, in fact, bring us to the close of this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Dear listener, thank you for joining us. We're going to go over to the Patreon where we're going to talk about some deals that I've been finding on Reverb. We're going to talk about some cool Grecos and stuff like that. Maybe a bit about Breed Love Acoustics because that's been Ooh. something that people have been talking about in the Guitar Nerds group. So... Join us over there. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you get this episode ad-free and early every week. Five dollars, well, early when I actually get back to doing the podcast (laughs) properly. Five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue of these episodes, which must be something crazy now. I don't know how many episodes we're up to now of all time. I don't know. Do you know, dear listener? It was 600? Maybe more? I'm not sure. It's a long time. It feels like a long time. $10 gets you the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Find us on your favourite social media platforms. Join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly discussion. I tell you what, Facebook's getting so out of fashion now that I need to find a new platform to sort of promote more at the end. Um, I'm glad to... I'll have a think. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. The the Because... I enjoy going on Facebook for the group. The group is a lovely place to hang out on a... It's the only on thing a, I use Facebook for now. It, yeah, well, yeah, mostly that is the case for me as well. Yeah, uh, it's a lovely place on a on an, a rapidly ageing platform. So <laughs> It's a terrible platform. Yeah. It's just full of hate. It's just full of people telling you what they don't like about things. It's just yeah. abuse and nastiness everywhere. Mm-hmm. The comments sections of anything on Facebook are always abysmal. I, I, I hate yeah. having to go on there. All I do, what I've done is made a real effort to if i'm ever on facebook i watch animal videos on Mm -hmm. the dodo because then it makes facebook just feed me animal videos so i don't have to deal you you train the algorithm that is yeah Yeah. that's not a not a bad move the worst thing you can do is read news articles via facebook because you don't do that yeah yeah the comments you think they don't get to you and then they do they get to you they get to you 
it's always bad anything anything news anything general information there's always someone telling you sort of why they hate another type of person for whatever reason that's what facebook has become dear listener sorry on a little bit of a rant there but i assure you dear listener if you're looking for a way to make facebook less of the absolute cesspit that it is then watching cute animal videos is a great way to trick the algorithm i would say one thing to avoid however i once looked at a watch on the internet and now facebook has been serving (laughs) me watch adverts non-stop <laughs> for the last six months um i bought a watch i was i'm happy with my watch purchase um but also i like buying watches so i wish it would stop because i'm probably I thought gonna you're gonna it. say i like buying watches so i've also bought eight but nothing to do with the ads <laughs> nothing to do with the ads yeah. i love that sorry i'm ch- i'm chuckling away because that's so specific yeah i know i know god damn it god damn it Oh, well, anyway, dear listener, we're going to go over to Patreon. Join us there. Uh, we've been the Guitar Nerds. You've been lovely. Farewell. Goodbye. I'm going to sing all about my Patreons. Yes, so I am going to sing all about my Yes, it is. Each one of them is on
che apalutiano. Shabu che la buchi alla bacca buchi. Sini bacca camuca da noco da bocca da lipa da papa da shabarabu. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 